It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Should the Dallas Cowboys consider rebuilding and tearing everything down to the studs this offseason? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we're going to talk about what a rebuild would look like for this Dallas Cowboys team. On yesterday's show, we talked about what it would look like if they decided to go all in, push all of their chips to the middle. So make sure you check out that show. Today is the inverse of that. Lana, let's let's start. How likely do you think it is that the Cowboys would even consider tearing things down and starting over with this roster? Well, I think you and I are going to explore two options here, right? One, which is, I think the more interesting one, which is the least likely that they'll do one. And one where they do kind of what we would refer to as a soft rebuild. And frankly, the soft rebuild model should seem extremely familiar to Cowboys fans at this point, because it's constant. It is what this team does. Like it's a, Oh, okay. Instead of just slightly tweaking, we're going to do some pretty serious tweaking. We may, you know, sub out a major component, uh, but still kind of keeping everything in place, right? Um, I, I do think that, you know, that sort of rebuild is something that could be an option. Um, I would be pretty surprised if if they actually did, a, 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 especially a, a, some of the moves we see now, like a full rebuild. But but it may be something that they should consider doing because, uh, you know, that's really the only way to kind of fully start something new, right? And like yeah. actually try to start, turn the page on things. So the soft rebuild, just to lay this out, would be like mm-hmm. extending Dak Prescott, but moving on from maybe a couple older veterans like Tyron Smith. Maybe you don't bring back Stephon Gilmore. Maybe you cut, um, I don't know, just Michael Gallup. And then you, but you keep your core of your roster and then you sub those guys out with cheap veterans and you use, you use the draft to replace them. We think yeah. that's the most likely outcome here. Not specifically move to move, but like something similar to that. What we want to talk about today is how do you tear this thing down to the studs and really start over? And I think it first starts with Dak Prescott. How do you handle the Dak contract if you want to tear this thing down? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the kind of interesting thing here, right? Is that it's, 
there are options, right? You know, we the, it was reported yesterday in the David Moore uh, uh, article about the extra void years that Dak has and the money that can be re, uh, reallocated to some of those void years. And that actually might present some interesting options, uh, some accounting options for, for even a team that's looking to completely rebuild. Because then you may be able to kind of use NFL accounting tricks, including the idea of the uh, cap rollover, which is the mm -hmm. idea that you know, any excess cap that you have at the end of the season rolls over into the next year's cap. I think if, if the Cowboys wanted to try to kind of redistribute some of Dak's uh, uh, contract into void years, take some of the savings that they create by cutting some of these players that we you know that we'll get into at some point, uh, and then just hold on to some of that money as like a uh, you know free money to try to pay down the chunk of dead money that you're going to have to eventually pay Dak. Here's the thing. That's 50 or so million dollars or whatever that you owe Dak Prescott. Like you, you have to pay that. Like that's, that's like, you're not, you're not getting an option or whether you're not, you get to pay that or not, how you pay it. And when you pay it, those are things that you do have control over. So, and I think that, that it matters in this scenario because there are more than one way to kind of handle it. You can you can try to pay it all at once in this year, but that may actually kind of even further hinder your ability to try to tear things down a little bit. So I, I think that you know the accounting is a little bit difficult, and without knowing the particulars of Dak's contract all the way down, uh, it may not all, make all the way sense to do it one way or the other. But there are options uh, uh, in dealing with Dak Prescott's contract, and I think that the bottom line is. If you're rebuilding, then you're not re-signing Dak Prescott to in a true rebuild. You're not re-signing Dak Prescott to another long-term contract and, and to try to reduce that number. You're either living with it and eating that money this year, or you know, slightly pushing it off to next year with the hopes that maybe you can kind of use some accounting tricks to pay off a small chunk of that, uh, thereby saving yourself some money. And, and just to be clear, you're not cutting him either. Because you can't like it, it makes no yeah. sense to cut him because you're not getting any savings. Actually, it's going to cost you money to do that. So what you're either doing is you're trying to trade him for draft picks, which we can have a debate. We don't have to do it now, but like what you could potentially get from yeah. Dak in a trade, because there would be several teams interested. Or what you do is you just let Dak play out the season on the $59 million cap hit, and then you move on in 2025. I think there's advantages to both. Obviously, if you yeah. trade him, you get draft capital. But it also helps just to have a competent quarterback. And if you're developing yeah. young players, you've got two young tight ends. You've got a young receiver in Jalen Tolbert. Heck, C.D. Lamb's still 25 years old. There is benefit of having a really good quarterback to kind of help the rebuild early on before you yeah. get your next guy. Um, but you, I think it's clear, like you're just not extending him. You're letting things kind of play out the way they are. Yeah, honestly, I think in, even in a full rebuild situation, there, there aren't too many situations outside of the kind of pretty rare scenario in which Dak Prescott would be traded that Dak Prescott isn't your quarterback next year. Right. Like, I think, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that he is going to be your quarterback next year, uh, even in a full rebuild situation. Yeah, it would be hard to justify. Even trading him would be hard to justify because, like, what are you doing at quarterback then? It's like it's it it's probably Trey Lance, or you have to go out and sign a stopgap option. And if you're trading him to Atlanta, you're drafting at eight, which means at least you're missing out on the top three quarterbacks. You don't have an easy solution. At least if you have him for a year, it allows you to kind of plan for 
the next method of getting a quarterback, whether that's starting to accumulate some draft picks, which we'll get to in a second. Maybe it's starting to look at the quarterback market and who you can sign, or maybe it's just trying to get Trey Lance some more reps during the season, during the preseason. So you can potentially look at him as a long-term option as well. Just to be clear, I think regardless of what happens, Dak is going to be the quarterback here in 2024. If it's a rebuild, if it's a soft rebuild or it's all in, I would be shocked if he's not the quarterback. Yeah. And honestly, I think even if he, uh, even if he were traded, I don't know that a, a, a rookie quarterback will be the quarterback here in 2024 because no, I, I don't know that you're a taking a quarterback with, with the results of what you traded because they may, there may not be one worthy available. You right. may have to, if let's say you're trying to chase a rookie quarterback or just the concept of a rookie quarterback deal, right? You're going to want to get the top guy. You're going to want to get the right. you know, top five guys. You don't so, want to settle just to, just to draft one. So, so what you're, so basically what you're doing is even if you trade to Atlanta for, you know, eight or whatever, you're using that draft pick to trade into the future higher first round picks. Like whether it's like packaging that deal to trade back for a next year's uh, exactly. first, so you can have multiple first in order to get up to where you need to you go. move from eight to 16 and pick up a future first. Right. That's right. I, I think, I think that is a situation where, and, 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 and then 2024 is about Dak Prescott seeing what you have in Trey Lance uh, all while working towards, you know, planning on getting the capital that is required to move up and take a rookie quarterback in the 2025 draft. All right. Let's talk about what other moves the Cowboys could make in regards to their current roster. If they decide to tear it down, we will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun that I've had playing daily fantasy sports because there's so many different players to choose from there's so many different stat projections plus price picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for football basketball games if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second that player is rebooted a perfect example of this would be Debo Samuel uh, against the Packers on Saturday night he gets hurt in the first drive never comes back your lineup would be rebooted PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to pricepix.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepix.com slash NFL and use promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus 
free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Hi, I'm Marcus Mosier. And I'm Kate Majuk. And we are the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are ecstatic to announce that we've been named a finalist for the best fantasy betting and gaming podcast at this year's Sports Podcast Award. But we need your help. Head on over to Linktree forward slash Locked On Dynasty to vote. And check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Lena, let's talk about some players that the Cowboys could potentially move on from. To, number one, clean up some cap space. And two, potentially try to get some draft capital here in the future. So who are some guys that you would be circling right now? So there are there's some low-hanging fruit here, right? Uh, I think in the in this kind of idea of uh, the opposite of all-in, of a rebuild, right? Your Trey Lance is is it becomes a more important figure on this team, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to see what you've got out of Trey Lance. So what that ultimately means to me is that you don't really need Cooper Rush. Uh, I think that like likely it's easy to let go of someone like Cooper Rush. That'll save you something like two and a half or two 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 five million dollars. Mm-hmm. I think Le- Leighton Vander Esch is another guy that I just. I'm not sure he's going to be playing football, you know. Anymore. Yeah, I think I think they're just moving on from him. They, you can you can actually designate you can just cut him outright save two million dollars yeah and so i think that he's a another guy that potentially you know like makes a lot of sense to kind of say goodbye to so that's like uh, four and a half million just based on those two guys right there i think you have a decision obviously brandon cooks is a guy i mean not brandon cooks uh, michael gallup is a guy that that you know it, that we've already talked about as a potential cut candidate because he's the obvious one i think you you cut him you save almost 10 million dollars uh and i think outside of you know, maybe Demarcus Lawrence or Tyron Smith. I, I don't know anyone else that you can cut that you would save that kind of money well, with. He, he, here's the interesting part about Michael Gallup. So you could designate him as a post June one cut, and that would save you nine point five million. But if you're rebuilding, you don't really need that cap space right now anyway. So maybe you don't designate him as a June one cut. You just designate him as a regular cut, and you save a significant amount of more of, of more money in 2025 maybe that's the best way to handle it but this goes back to what we just talked about right that depends on how you play the Dak prescott contract right because if you do actually do the situation where you put some money into the void here you're actually trying to pile all the void money all the extra cap space money into this season so that you can roll it over into next season so let's say that depends on what you do with the Dak prescott contract is what you should do on the gallup contract as well so let's say we're let's say you do a a post June one cut on Gallup. So with Gallup, um, Cooper Rush, and who was the other one? Leighton Van Resch. Yeah, that's about fourteen million right there. I'll give you another one. Brian Anger. Yes, thirty six years old. Like you can cut him, save three million. Maybe yep. you just sign a rookie punter. Now you're at seventeen to eighteen million dollars cleared, without really getting get rid of anybody that had a major impact outside of your punter. Yeah, and that's without also doing any kind of restructures or anything like that. Like you, because you may, even though you're doing a rebuild, you may still be interested in doing some of these restructures because they may involve people that you know are going to be on the team. Like, for instance, 
if you wanted to restructure Demarcus Lawrence, you may still want Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs is definitely a guy that's going to be back because you've got a long-term contract there. So uh, there are some interesting guys that you can start having conversations about, like, are they going to be a a part of this team long-term, even through this rebuild? And then we can start talking about restructuring those deals uh, just to kind of, again, get as much money into this, you know, available in this cap year to be able to roll over for next year. All right. I've got a couple ones that are a little bit harder to decide. So I'm assuming in a, a full rebuild, you do not sign Tyron Smith. Does that mean that Tyler Smith would be your starting left tackle next year? Or we'll get to the draft. Or do you think you just draft somebody to, to potentially hold down that spot? I, I think that's tough, right? I think, I think that's a tough decision because, you know, obviously flopping Tyler back and forth, he was so good at guard last year. You really hate to kind of move on from them. However, this is a very, very good tackle class. It seems like you it know the, like, the yeah. it, it seems like there are just a number of really good guys in the class. So, uh, you know, if if you wanted to go, if you wanted to let Tyron go and then just try to draft a guy, you know, I mean, I think it's it's tough, man. You know, it's like I think. It would it it, it it definitely plays in with the the full rebuild, right? Because you're you're going to struggle through it, um, yep. and, and it still kind of plays with a mismatch, you know, situation with what you're doing on offense in a lot of ways. But I do think that it's it's one of those situations where if you're truly trying to to you know kind of continue the 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 roll in of money in order to roll it over and to pay for things or to just try to you know retain assets and create cap space. Uh, and and not necessarily winning as your as your you know own solid mod- motivation, that I you know I think that it makes some sense you know that that to let Tyron walk and see where he wants to go and and maybe you get a comp pick I guess you wouldn't because he was a, his contract expired but um, yeah I, I I think it makes sense Tyron is the one that it's like <laughs> Tyron to me is like is the uh, the canary in the coal mine right yeah. it's, I'm sorry not Tyler Tyron is the canary Tyron. in the coal mine right like. What they do with him is obviously a big indicator the of where they right? go forward. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Real um, harbinger there. Uh, all right, here's another one that's really tricky. Brandon Cooks, I thought, was a really yeah. good player for the Cowboys last year. Now, the stats don't necessarily bear that out, but it seemed like he got better as the year went on. You can cu- cut him post-June 1 and save $8 million. And again, you might need that $8 million to help pay for some DAC stuff. Is it worth holding on to Brandon Cooks at that money, or are you better off cutting him, kind of pushing Jalen Tolbert artificially up the depth chart to give him more opportunities? Maybe you give more opportunities to some of the down roster guys like Devontae Turpin, uh, Jalen Brooks, almost said Jalen Scott, Jalen Brooks, right? Man, that's that's another really hard one. Actually, you know, for me, I think let's, let's talk about, you know, refocus on what we're trying to do here. We're, we're trying to, you know, build for the future. That's as much motivation as winning right now. Brandon Cooks has one more year on his contract. So unless you're planning on extending him through the time in which you're bringing in the rookie quarterback, which is actually your new window, right? Like you've actually, by rebuilding, you, you've take, you take yourself out of the Super Bowl window. Right, you you push the window down. So, what's the benefit of having Brandon Cooks in your slush fund fund season uh, at eight million dollars? When unless you just wanted the money will actually help you. Unless you just wanted because there is some value. I've seen too many teams try to rebuild where they're so young that they end up developing some bad habits because they're so young. Now, having CD, I think, helps that a little bit. 
But I also wonder, like, poor Brandon, like, could he potentially get traded again? Because his contract is very reasonable. And I do think there's teams that would look at him like, hey, we can rent Brandon Cooks for $6 million for one year. Sign me up. Like, the Chiefs would love that right now to have Brandon Cooks. Okay, let me put it this way. I would be on board with, like, you know, extending him or or getting some some more years in there. But what doesn't make any sense to me is having him next year at eight million dollars for one year, right? Because if I, I we're agree. doing this, if we're doing a rebuild, next year is a complete waste season. So if you want Brandon Cooks, at, you know, for your rookie quarterback or whoever is the next you know succession, then you need to resign him for years just beyond this. But having him just for this. Again, in this scenario where we're rebuilding, having him just in this 2024 throwaway season, that doesn't make a lot of sense, especially when you need that much. Yeah, and I think you, you're you not going to get a lot from Brandon Cooks. What are the Cowboys trade a fifth-round pick for him? You're probably getting a conditional sixth-round pick or whatever. But the fact is you just trade him, you grab some more day three capital, you move on. And more importantly than anything is you're opening up reps for some yep. of those young guys like Jalen Tolbert. Jalen Scott, Kevonte Turpin, and even some of the down roster guys that we liked in preseason, maybe a David Durden, uh, Durden who yeah. showed out a little bit. So John Stevens Jr. who's a tight end, but I mean, we'll definitely get well, reps in wide receiver packages. Right? I mean, it, yeah, and even like Luke Schoonmaker, like I think yep. you would just lean heavily more, you know, on Schooney to be not your wide receiver three or whatever, but just he would the be tight end two will get more to go more right. looks than they right. probably did last season. Yeah. Now, the one of the things that would be really fun about the rebuild is how the Cowboys would handle the NFL draft. Let's talk about some potential scenarios there next. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, every dayers. Just want to let you know that we're going to be doing some draft content in the very mm-hmm. near future. Uh, we've got the Senior Bowl kicking off. I think it's next Monday is weigh-ins. Uh, the East-West Shrine game, I believe, starts practice. They start on Saturday, I think. Mm-hmm. So a lot, a lot of draft content coming up. So make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. Landon, let's talk about this draft. How would the Cowboys 
enter and how would they do the draft if they were rebuilding? Well, I, I think that honestly, um, the draft, <laughs> the draft may not be affected too much by what they're doing. I kind of agree. You know? Yeah. You know, it's, I think if anything, the, the all in, uh, you know, methodology that we discussed in yesterday's show that actually has the bigger effect on the draft to me. Cause if you're going all in, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of throwing out the, the the principles that you kind of have lived by, especially early drafting, right? You're 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 potentially going for a, a big playmaker who's could some you know come in right away and affect the team. Uh, but in this situation, you know, you're still very much holding to the principles that you want to. You want to draft money five players. You want mm-hmm. to draft players that uh, that can fill important roles in your on your team. You're building for the future, so. I don't think it has a huge effect. I think the only thing that w- that would kind of be worth noting is that you're a lot more open to being a um, a seller than a buyer in the trade market, right? Like you're a lot more open to trading vets on on draft day, right? Uh, for for future draft picks or picks in this tr- class. Uh, I think in in the past, you know, especially if you're going even a kind of more all in model you're the one who's calling teams about veteran players that are potentially going to be left off rosters because of what happens in the draft, right? You're the guy that's calling and said, Hey, you still got this extra defensive tackle. You just drafted a defensive tackle in the first round. How about you give me, you know, Brown for uh, second round pick, right? Sure. Um, I think, I think that that's, that's really the only kind of, and then obviously if anything were to happen with Dak being traded, you know, I think that that, however you're handling those picks, that would also be a, a huge component of what ends up happening in the draft. Cause let's say you traded dra- Dak, you've got like a top 10 pick out of it somehow, or a top 15 pick, you know, there's going to be a whole process of, well, are they going to take a quarterback with that pick? Are they going to actually trade back, you know, to try to garner more picks in order to get better am- ammunition to get a better quarterback next year. Those would all kind of factor. Those are things we talked about, but as far as like, a non-DAC trading situation in which we're doing a rebuild, like most of these scenarios we're talking about, I actually don't think it affects it very much at all. It may have an effect on the the positions that you're uh, targeting a little bit if if like you're cutting or trading key pieces, but th- not a ton, you know, because you've already kind of lived by the principles of of that that draft without looking at your roster a lot. The only thing I would say is you might be more willing to trade down and accumulate future picks. Than yeah. usual. Than usual. However, I wonder with the new Cowboys analytics uh, department, which, by the way, they were not there for the draft last year. It was after the draft that a lot of That's those right. guys got signed or got hired, including John Park. Maybe they're going to be advocating for that anyway. So what does that look like? Maybe that's, I don't know. I, maybe it's New England at 34, right? They want to come up. They just drafted as Jaden Daniels. Now they want to come up and get a receiver to pair him with. You trade, you go from 24 to 34 and you pick up New England's second round pick next year. You probably are starting to look at doing more of those type of moves to give you as much draft capital for future years. And I think you just want as many shots at the dartboard as possible because if you're going to be cutting Brian Anger, Michael Gallup, uh, Leighton Vanderush, like all of these guys, you're just going to need a lot of picks to kind of replenish the middle to back end of your roster. And having 11 picks in the draft will help you do that. So in general, I agree with you. Like, I don't think the draft philosophy will change. I do think they would be more open though, to sliding down the board a little bit. Yeah. And especially, especially if it involves picks in the following season, right? Yes. Cause I, I don't yeah. think that the Cowboys have had an appetite necessarily 
for well, I mean, just not a strong appetite for receiving picks in the previous in, the, in uh, uh, later drafts. That's never been something that no, because they want to try to win right now, which I get. Yeah, so this that's I guess the change in philosophy is the uh, not even just the a willingness, but a, a, an excitement around being offered any kind of picks that may be for future drafts because I think you know that's that's how you're actually going to have to go get that quarterback is you're going to have to uh, accumulate a bunch of first round picks in order to trade them all to get up to where you need to go. Because let's face it, we live in a world where the best quarterbacks get taken at the top of the draft. You can't hopefully rely on the Cowboy magic to produce another fourth or fifth round or later uh, uh, a franchise quarterback. You're going to need to go get that guy. And look at the teams that have kind of done these rebuilds and how they've gotten better quickly. I think the, the two best examples are the Lions and the Texans. Now, the Texans obviously got a franchise quarterback, and that helped. But they had a bunch of draft capital that allowed them to get C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson in the same draft and Tank Dell, right? Because they made yeah. the trade for Deshaun Watson. They moved up and down. The Lions, you know, they made the trade. They traded away Stafford. But look at how in this draft, they had four picks inside the top 50 because of maneuvering in the draft and they were able to grab uh you know jameer gibbs jack campbell brian branch sam laporta you need to get more draft capital and it's been a long time since the cowboys have had one of those hey they've got four picks inside the inside the top 60 that's what you need to accomplish over the next two or three years to really reset this roster yeah yeah i think it's 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 about having shots at the at the board, right? And darts at the dartboard, whatever you want to call it. The more picks, the better. I mean, not only just because you're more likely to hit on something, but just in the process of rebuild, you, you start shedding players, you know, as you're shedding contracts. So you, you need bodies as well. So, well, and yeah, that's one I, of the things when we looked at like the, the roster on over the cap is like the number of players that they have on rookie deals right now that are like quality contributors. It's pretty low. I mean, they have obviously they have some in Deron Bland and Jake Ferguson and Tyler Smith, but outside of the 2022 class, like roster's not old, but it's getting to the point where it's getting very, very expensive to keep. Well, it's the problem is you started already re-signing some of those guys at the top of those draft classes. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, and then as you do that, it, it makes it more difficult to kind of fill those other spots. So yeah, I do think that you know, going back to a model where you're filling a, a larger majority of your roster. Uh, with draft picks is obviously it's not it's not an option it's it's what you would have to do in this in this rebuild situation all right that is it for today's show we want to thank you for making locked on cowboys your first listen every single day go check out the channel on youtube we post videos and shorts every single day over there go download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts we are free and available on all platforms go follow landon on twitter at mccoolbcb i'm at marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.